The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, soap fans. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and it's that time again for our weekly chat about anything and everything soap. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. But if you're a first-time listener, well, let me tell you, you have picked the perfect week to tune in. It's a very special show today. Today we're celebrating the 17th anniversary of SoapCentral.com. I have to tell you, it really does seem just like yesterday. But believe it or not, way back in 1995, on this day, I began sharing my love of all my children with pretty much anybody who would listen on this new wild frontier called the World Wide Web. Well, even though All My Children is gone, and I do have to say that I miss it every day, my love of the soap opera genre goes on, and I hope that I've been able to share some of that love with you over the past 17 years. But today, I'm going to share the next hour with you and two talented actresses. Coming up in the second half of the show, it's actress, singer, dancer, Nia Peoples. She'll be here. You'd think that maybe after Three decades in the spotlight, we'd know all there is to know about Nia. But I think you're going to find out that she's still very much full of surprises. We're going to talk about one of them, her latest project, Elements of Life, when she drops by later in the show. But up first, her road to daytime wasn't quite the traditional path that we're used to. Actress Jen Lilly arrived in Port Charles under difficult circumstances, but she's hit the ground running. Because everything has happened so quickly, I don't think that General Hospital fans have really had the opportunity to get to know her. Well, today, I think we're going to try to take care of that. So, without further ado, Jen Lilly, welcome to Soap Central Live. I may have lost Jen. <laughs> so much for getting to I know her. Thanks so much for oh. having me. There we go. We had a we had a little bit of an audio delay. Well, I'm so glad. I have to tell you, Jen, I have been looking forward to chatting with you for quite some time. We've been trying to work out the schedules, and uh, I'm really glad that this is finally able to happen. Me too. Yeah, I'm very thrilled to be here. Thanks so much. And I know that there are a lot of people who want to talk to you today, so let me give them the information so they can get over to their phone lines. You can be part of the show by calling into 866-472-5788. It's a toll-free number. Again, it's 866 866- Four seven two five seven eight eight, and if you can't get to the phone or you're just too shy, you can also tweet along with us at Soap Central Live. I'm going to be poking around over there on Twitter to see what you guys are saying and reading some of those things throughout the hour. So, I guess we'll get it kicked off this way, Jen. What do you think most people would be surprised to know about you? I think most. I mean, my hobby is flipping furniture, and some people know that if they've read different articles about me, but. Um, I'm very much a girly girl. I love baking. I had a wedding cake business that was based out of my parents' kitchen in high school that I ran. But wow. 
recently in the past three and three to four years, I've really been into like power saws and cable saws and flipping furniture, like finding old used furniture that people have cast aside and renewing them. And then um, I like to sell them or keep them for myself. So I'm going to thrift store gems and power tools. I go to Home Depot a lot. It's one of my favorite stores. So do you just go in there and sort of wander the aisles and go, ooh, you know, chainsaw, ooh, jigsaw? Is that sort of how it um, goes? Not really. I What I'll do is if I I just recently got addicted to Pinterest. Oh, God, I joined Pinterest, and it's, it's you know, a travesty, really. It takes up a lot of my time. But I will find things on Craigslist that I really like for cheap, and then I'll basically try to find a YouTube video or basically a how-to DIY video, do-it-yourself. And then I'll go to Home Depot and get the tools. Um, but a lot of them I already have. I mean, I have two table saws. I have sanders. And um, my, my literally one of my best friends, she calls my, my garage Home Depot because she's like, I, I could borrow anything in here. So um, <laughs> I guess that's kind of surprising about me. But I love wearing dresses and, and baking as well. So <laughs> that's my hobby. I don't know that I was expecting to talk about, you know, table saws today, but we can, we can work with that. That'll be, that'll be fine. We're going to go back a little bit to the, this wedding cake business. What is your favorite type of cake to make? I'm a big fan of yellow cake. I feel like it's super delicious and, um, I don't really like fondue. I think it tastes disgusting. It's really pretty, but it tastes gross. So I'm a big fan of the buttercream icing, um, as far as wedding cakes go, but I like the cream cheese icing and I'm really into cake pans. I mean, that's, kind of one of my addictions is <laughs> buying cake pans. Like every time Target has a sale, my brother and my boyfriend are like, Jen, we got to go. And I'm like, wait, let's just check the cake pans. They might have cake pans. <laughs> so are we talking, like, you know, do you have the little bunny pans for Easter and you have heart pans for Valentine's Day? Is that what we're talking about? Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Any particular uh, mystery sort of cake pan, something like the holy grail of cake pans that you're looking for that, Maybe folks can tweet you and tell you where you can find it. Oh, well, I just recently saw this one on Pinterest that I thought was completely adorable because I'm helping plan my cousin's wedding. And um, there are these, like, these little miniature, they look like miniature three-tiered cakes. Um, I guess they're about the size of a cupcake, but they look like miniature wedding cakes, and I kind of want to get those and make her something. So I want to make her, like, 50 miniature wedding cakes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I'd like to thank you before we go any further for being able to help me continue the streak of talking about food on this show. It never oh. fails. It never fails. I know. So, I love food. It's delicious. Let's go to something a little more basic and maybe mundane and go back to, did you always want to be an actress? Um, I always wanted to be a lawyer or a teacher, actually, not an actress. So um, I, I just kind of... It was funny how I came. I kind of already always had an interest in, you know, TV and and actors, but I never really thought that it was gonna. What was? Excuse me. I never thought that it was going to be what I did with my life. I wanted to be a singer for a while, but I'm pretty shy. And um, late in the game in college, I was at the University of Virginia, and I was just walking around grounds. And I kept seeing these posters all over the place. I mean, it was like graffiti all over the place um, for this film audition for a film called The Loss of Life. And it was an independent film, and I, it, it was bombarding me. It was like every class, every time I was walking up my stairs to my apartment, I would see this poster. And it, it got me thinking, you know, after about three days, I was like, you know, I'm kind of interested in auditioning for that. I don't know whether I auditioned for it because I wanted to be an actress at the time 
and didn't know it or I think really it was a challenge to myself. Like, I wonder if I could do that. I wonder if I could like book that film. And I started thinking about it and then I thought, you know, if I don't audition for it, the answer is automatically no. And if I audition for it and the answer is no anyway, then I really haven't lost anything. So maybe I'll get shot. And um, went home with my camera and recorded myself a couple times, kind of figured out what I wanted to do. And I went in and auditioned for it. And um, they closed the audition after my audition. They were like, we don't need to see any more Sheila's. Um, generally, you're definitely it. And I became, I'm still really good friends with the director and crew from that. And I'm stage fright, but I realized working on that, that I was really in love with the camera and I wasn't afraid of it at all. And I have such an affection for film crews. Um, I don't know if you've ever met anybody that works in production, but they're very down to earth and very cool and artistic, um, but very, very down to earth. And they're just so normal. Um, and one thing that always, I, I love theater so much, but one thing that always scared me away when I was younger too was, um, I mean, I don't know, I, in regional theater in Virginia, it could be very melodramatic, and, and I could never handle it. I was always like, oh, you know, it's not real, though. So, <laughs> And with film, people are about, a lot more grounded, so I really like that. Well, let me ask you something that you had said about sort of it was a, a nothing ventured, nothing gained. If you didn't try yeah. out, the answer was no. Is that something that you try to hold through into the rest of your life if you don't Jump in and give it a shot. You never know what's you're never going to know what's going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, I'm really big on that. I mean, that was something my mom would always tell me, um, and I think I got that from her. I just remember her always being like, "Look, Jen, it's a win-win situation because if you don't try, it's a no. So don't be afraid. You know, the worst that can happen is they say no, which is what's going to happen anyway. So yeah, I really try to hold on to that in life and as an actress, and um, it helps you take risks as an artist. Because, I don't know, there's really not a, a right way to do things. Okay. Well, let me then go on to the next, since it's sort of a, an interesting uh, range from thinking about teacher to singer and then sort of saying, hey, let's see if I can do this and becoming an actress and apparently knocking it out of the park. Thank what you. did you. What did you know about the world of daytime, about our, our wonderful soaps, before you became part of General Hospital? I knew it was a lot of work. Um, I don't know how much the rest of the you know world knows about it, but in Los Angeles, it's pretty highly revered. If you can do that as an actor, you can probably do anything because we are known for memorizing and shooting about 30 to 40 pages of your own dialogue a day. And just to kind of put it in perspective for the audience, a normal television show, maybe like a one hour, okay, let's say when I was working on Castle, um, I remember one day we were shooting like seven and a half pages, and that's a really big deal on a normal one-hour show. Seven and a half pages is kind of looking at the thing, looking at your call sheet for the day and thinking, oh, Lord, it's going to be a 12 to 14-hour day. Like, we got to really hunker down and do this. And with soaps, you shoot 120 pages a day. Um, so it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of fun, but there's no time for error. I'm... If you make a mistake in the scene, you better be able to improv your way out of it without uh, violating the writer's intentions. And you really have to go in with your A-game every day because there are, you rarely get two takes. Um, so I knew that going in. I knew that it was a lot of work, and it's scary. You know, <laughs> it's scary not knowing, like, oh, God, I don't know if I can do this. But it's been a lot of fun, and 
really stretched me as an actor and, and really helped me as a performer. And um, I tell my manager all the time, I'm like, I really feel like this is such a wonderful opportunity to um, kind of hone in my skills in, as an actor. And it's, it's almost like getting paid and taking free acting classes every day. So I really feel fortunate. Well, one of the other things that I know that actors feel very fortunate to have are the fans. And we do have callers who are calling in now, so we're going to take the first one. We have Bobby on the line. Bobby, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, guys. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Bobby? Thanks for coming. Well, first of all, I wanted to say before I go on, thanks for, for liking all the questions and on Facebook and Twitter. From, and I oh. really enjoyed uh, communicating with you. Oh, you're so welcome. I, I, I always feel like if you guys take a minute out of your day to find me and say something nice, that I want you to know that I read it and that it means a lot to me. Right. So um, right. Thank you. And, and congratulations on the artist winning the Academy Award, because I tweeted you and, and mentioned that on Facebook a few weeks ago. Yes. All right. Well, my question is, were you kind of scared, being that you have come into a role, which, which we've seen Robin Richards, Danica Stewart, who went on to do big on Passions, and Kirsten Storms, who was coming from days with um, those characters, knowing the history of Maxie and knowing that these were great actresses. And I mean, were you a little bit scared when you had to um, um, first step in for Kirsten? Thanks for the question. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified because I didn't know that I was auditioning for the role of Maxie the day before, and. They kind of came out of the room after the audition. They're like, okay, by the way, it's the role of Maxie. Uh, you have a two-hour orientation. It starts right now. It was already like 5 p.m. at this time. They had already finished shooting. I couldn't even go on set and kind of get oriented with that. I had immediate wardrobe fitting. I had people handing me, I think, 12 scripts at once because I had come in at a time where they had been on hiatus, so they were backtracking. I had to shoot episodes that Kirsten had missed, so I had to shoot more episodes than were, they were, than were actually being shot that week. I don't know if that makes sense. They'd already filmed the episodes, and I had to kind of go back and, and fill in. And then I just remember sitting in my dressing room the next morning, uh, having memorized 30 pages, but being freaked out. And I remember thinking, there were two other girls at the callback, and I bet that they would want to do this role, and I don't know if I can do it, and I was so scared. I'm like sitting in my dressing room sweating. And I remember thinking I should go up to casting and just tell them to give it to one of the other girls because I, I don't know if I can do this. And um, and then I, I Googled it, and it was all over Google that I was the replacement. And I was like, oh, God, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. But I go in up there, and um, Kimberly always tells me, she and uh, Jason Thompson always tell me, they're like, we had no idea you weren't from another soap or something because they're like, you weren't nervous at all. Like, you just came in there, and you were like, I'm going to do this, so move out of my way. And I was like... Okay, so in the inside of myself, I was freaking out. So I think it's funny that they were like, "You were so confident." I was like, "No, I wasn't. I thought I was going to throw up." So I was, I was terrified because I really respect uh, Robin Richards' work as well as Kirsten. I'm a big Kirsten Storm fan, so um, I was very scared. Yes. <laughs> I want to thank Bobby for that question. So let me ask you from something that I've been uh, trying to follow along. A lot of times when roles are recast, specifically. It's always because they want to take the character in a different direction. This is a different, totally different situation. This is uh, mm-hmm. a necessity. Do you, is there an extra added pressure on you knowing that, you know, it, it isn't sort of up to you to, to meld the character into your own? You're sort of really filling in in a pinch. 
Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting question that I'm excited to answer. Um, the day before, the day I booked it, which was the day before I shot, um, that evening, Jill Farron Phelps, who I love, she called me into her office at the time, and um, she sat me down, and she was like, she was really sweet, and she was telling me all about how everybody gets anxiety because soaps are so much work and all these wonderful things. And at the very end, she goes, now, I don't mean to put any more pressure on you than you're already going to put on yourself, but this is the most critical time in this, the history of this show, and this is the most critical time in this character's life, and I really need you to pull it off. So I was very worried, and I always put kind of a lot of pressure on myself anyway because um, I always want to do well. But what was interesting is Jill had asked me, she said, um, you know, this is going to be very jarring for the fans, which I completely can relate to. I, I think it's changes super hard, especially when... Especially when Kirsten's so wonderful, but um, she said, you know, she needed me to pull it off, and she told me, she said, I want to make it easier on the fans. I want the first month of your performance or so. She's like, I want the first couple weeks to about a month. She was like, I really want you to do Kirsten Storms doing Maxie. And I was like, okay. And she was like, after that, after they've kind of gotten over the initial shock that you're new and there's a new Maxie for right now, um, you can do whatever you want with it. You can make it your own. But I really need you to do Kirsten Storms doing Maxie. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and I know actors hate to hear that. And I was like, it's fine. I think she's great. And um, so it was interesting. I mean, it was interesting to have the added pressure of trying to do what Kirsten does as Maxie. And um, I was really glad when I got to relax and kind of have my own take on it because I got to know Maxie and um, I kind of approached the character based on psychological analysis of people who have been abandoned and how you can still be a fighter because Maxie's fierce and she's a fighter but at the same time she hides herself she she wears a mask because she wants to look stronger than she is I think inside she's pretty broken and she's just trying her damnedest to hold it together so it's been really interesting it definitely has and we're going to talk about some of those interesting moments in a second but we have another caller for you we have Scott on the line Scott welcome to Soap Central Live Hi thank you for having me Absolutely Is this Scott from Twitter Scooter Beanbag Yeah Yay hi how are you yes, How are you I'm good thanks thanks for calling You're welcome I want to say first to Dan how I'm happy birthday to Soap Central Thank you so much I want to say that and to Jen, I also want to say I am so glad that you were here in the role of Maxie. I am so proud of the way that you've really taken the role and made it your own. I am a big fan already, and you've only been betraying it since September, and I say you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. You're welcome. My question is, what has been your favorite storyline to portray as Maxie, and what has been your least favorite storyline to get into? Um... I don't know off the top of my head what my least favorite storyline is because I'm just really happy to be there. But my favorite storyline, honestly, has been Robin's funeral just because it's such a meaty, um, it's such a meaty, I don't know, um, I don't really know the word. It's The writing is so good, and so it's a lot to play. It's, it's really emotional, and it's really kind of traumatizing to have to every day go in and convince myself that all of this is happening and, and have to break down and cry every day. But at the same time, it's like actors live for that because there's so many more layers going on. There's guilt and there's anger at herself and there's vulnerability and feeling broken. 
And so there's a lot to play, and I'm just so, so happy, and I can't thank Ron enough for writing such a wonderful storyline. So that's really been my favorite, even though it's, it's also been the hardest. Um, but I always like a challenge. My least favorite... Um, I don't know. I got. I, I've. I always have fun with everybody. I've. I've liked pretty much all of my storylines. Um, I, I. I got a little tired of Maxie being, kind of portrayed as ditzy. I think Maxie, Maxie is extremely smart, and I think that she is able to stand back and kind of look at situations in a way that other characters can't. And I think she's really good at manipulating, and um, she's just like deftly skilled at being able to weave wicked webs to her advantage. But yeah. at the same time, I think with the fashionista Maxi, I think a lot of that, at least from, from my take on Maxi, is that it's kind of this front and it's kind of this mask that she puts on. Like, I'm going to kind of act a little bit like an airhead and I'm going to kind of play the naive card to see how much information I can get out of you or whatever. And so then I got a little um, tired when the story wouldn't progress. And... Um, and Jason Tuck and I always laugh. We were always like, if we have to say the woman behind the man feature one more time, we're going to show up. So I'm glad that that's over. But it was so much fun. And I, I love every page that the writers write. And I just feel really fortunate to be there. I have to say, you did amazing during the funeral. Thank that you so I much. Really, I really felt the emotion. I really felt like Maxie was just trying to, in a tough place. Because I know where she is. I know where she's been. I haven't necessarily taken the clip off of a gas in the middle of a hospital room, but to have the feeling of losing someone, I know yeah. how that feels. It's a and human I'm emotion. It's a universal human remote emotion, and even when it's not your fault, when somebody close to you dies, yeah. you try to buy it. You know, like, maybe I could have done something differently and they wouldn't be dead. And so, yeah, I think that's what I like about it, is that I feel like a lot of people can relate. Well, thank you yeah. so much for your call, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In doing a lot of this work, Jen, you've had the opportunity to work with really a lot of the cast. Is there anyone who maybe you haven't worked with yet or haven't worked with uh, enough, maybe to your liking, that you're hoping that you'll get to, to work with in the future? I haven't worked with Kelly Monaco yet, and I think she's such a phenomenal actress. Um, and I know Maxie and Sam are are pretty good friends, so I think it's funny I haven't worked with her yet. Um, I would love to work with her, and I'd love to get to work with Finola Hughes some more because she's so brilliant. I just uh, I love working with her. I think she's so graceful and so naturally flawless. Um, so every scene that I have to work with her, I just feel so excited because she's, she's amazing to work opposite against, and I, I, hope, uh, I hope I get to work with her some more. Well, you're going to have the opportunity to work with Carl, who's waiting on the line to talk to you. Carl, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, Carl, how are you? Hi, hi, I'm fine. Hi, Jen. Uh, I just really want to make a comment and also a, a question or two. Um, first of all, I'm a fellow Roanoker, so it's great to see how well you've done in A Hometown Girl. I watched you on the show uh, for probably a little over two months before I found out that you were from the area. And it was like, yay, hometown girl done great. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I just, I just simply say, I think it is wonderful because when I watch you, it's obvious that, that you have really taken home and become a student of Maxie, uh, the backstory, your knowledge of that, uh, of Maxie's history on the show and with the, um, 
inner workings and with uh, other characters. It's just great to see, and that's you know, best to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for that, Carl. Okay, you're welcome. You have a great day. You too. Thanks. You too. There's a lot of other stuff that you do outside of daytime, Jen, that I wanted to give you a chance to talk about. I know that you're active in a lot of charitable causes, uh, yeah. and you, as a matter of fact, there's some things coming up and some things that you've you've just taken part in. So, would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um. Yesterday was World Water Day, and just to really quickly go over that, um, one in eight of us in the world don't have clean drinking water, and I think that's super unfortunate. And I think that um, we're so blessed to live in the United States and, and to live in a country that has clean drinking water that we can go to the faucet and you know sure we might want a Brita filter but we're not going to die if we drink our water and and it's convenient um there are people all over the world especially in Africa that they have to walk miles the kids aren't able to go to school because they have to fill up these used gas cans which obviously is really dangerous to drink from and um and then they end up drinking um water born illness and it makes them really sick so 80% of the world's illnesses comes from unclean drinking water, and you can learn more about that um, if you go to charitywater.org. They have a lot of cool things you can do. One reason I like this charity is they have a solution. Also, 100% of your donation goes toward the cause, goes toward on-the-ground work to build wells, which is awesome and unprecedented. And um, so it's charitywater.org. You can give up your birthday. I do that every year. I feel like we have enough stuff, um, at least I do, and... There's just a lot of really cool ways you can give. Um, another charity I'm really into that really is just my favorite charity right now, and I'm, I hope to work with them for the rest of my life, is it's called the Innocent Justice Foundation. And basically what they do is they work with um, police officers and departments to provide items, training, and programs to find child pornography, um, pornographers, and basically um, enforce the law and go after them and prosecute them and get them off the streets. Um, and on that, I know it's a pleasant, but there's some staggering facts that I just think are so important for people to be aware of. And um, one is that the United States is the number one producer and consumer of child pornography in the world, and American mm. children are the main victims. And then here's one that I, I couldn't believe it, but for, for anyone who's a parent, I'm not a parent yet, but I have younger siblings and I really love kids. I mean, again, I was thinking about being a, a kindergarten teacher. I, I love children so much, but um, one in five American children is sexually abused, which is unbelievable. I mean, if you think if you have a son or daughter who's in a class of, say, 20 kids, four of those kids are being sexually abused, violently sexually abused. Wow. And so I'm really into them. They give 96.5% of people's donation goes toward the cause. I'm really excited. Um, all of my, I'm, I'm going to be doing a, a ride along with them next week. So I'm going to go meet with the police department and I'm going to do a ride along with them and, and kind of chat with them, which I'm very excited about. But how I'm involved with them and how you can get involved with me and, and help the Innocent Justice Foundation. Um, my fan club, all of the proceeds from my fan club go to Innocent Justice Foundation. Any of my events, um, fan club weekends coming up July 20th through 22nd. And my events on July 20th, we're going to go bowling, which is awesome. If you're a terrible bowler, you should be on my team because I'm a horrible <laughs> bowler. Completely comical. I, I, like, literally bowl through my legs, granny style. Um, no <laughs> oh, Wow. I mean, me and my friends, we literally created a new game where it's like, well, just see how fast you can get the ball to roll down the aisle. You know, like, <laughs> just see how fast okay. you can get down. So 
So that's um, that's coming up on Friday, July 20th, and you can go to sunshinesoapevents.net to sign up for that. And it's not just me. It's Rebecca Montoya, who plays Dolores on GH, and Cody Kitchen, who plays Maggie. And even Andrea Bogart will be there. She was Abby. She's, they're all lovely, and it's going to be $80. My proceeds of that go toward the Innocent Justice Foundation. My fan club goes toward the Innocent Justice Justice Foundation, and basically, if you see any events that I'm doing, um, that's where your money's going. So they're really cool, and I'm really excited that I found them. And I think if you don't have, you know, if you don't even have ten dollars to give, I encourage people to to do empathy in action and find out how they can get involved in their own community. Um, and you know, even if it's buying somebody's Starbucks for them, like that's kind of awesome. You know, I think if there is more good goodness in this world, then maybe we would all be less crabby and things would things would be better. That is so important to remember. And I will say right now that you have made so many people happy by being here on today's show. I can't believe that we're already out of time. But, Jen, I want to thank you so much for coming by. And hopefully you'll have an opportunity to drop by again in the near future. Thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed my time. So you guys have an awesome afternoon and a great weekend. Thank you. And for those of you out there, if you've missed any of the links that Jen mentioned, we are going to post them on Twitter, and we'll also post them on SoapCentral.com. So stay tuned. We'll be back with Nia Peoples on the other side of this commercial break when Soap Central Live continues. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Voice America Variety Channel presents a program like no other for those in the field and interested in the field of security and training. On America's front lines of crime and war with Victory Defense Consulting, hosted by J.J. Sutton. Here, listeners are learning about tactical skills and practices that support efficient, smarter, and more enduring skills. You will receive the most up-to-date information about the security and training industry with detailed discussions and select special guests each week. Tune in to On America's Front Lines of Crime and War, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with Soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You 
are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. I want to again thank Jen Lilly for dropping by in the last segment. I didn't mention it, but it goes without saying. Check her out weekdays on General Hospital. It airs on ABC. We are still waiting for Nia Peebles to drop by. Hopefully, she will be here soon. So in the meantime, let's talk a little bit about some of what Jen was saying in the last segment, we're talking about it really helps to put out the the positive out there. We didn't really get into it, but I'm sure that a lot of you out there know that there was a little bit of an incident where some folks were sending some nasty messages to Jen, and we reported that on SoapCentral.com. One of the things that's really important to me is to make sure that we remind everybody out there why we love these soaps. There are certainly going to be some differences between we may not like this character, we may not like that character, we may not even like a particular couple or pairing, but that's nothing that we uh, really have to sort of go into the negativity about. What we should do is focus on why we love these shows, and certainly now that we're down to four soaps, reminding everybody that they need to tune in and support the soaps that we have because if we don't, unfortunately, they could be taken away from us, which we've seen with All My Children and One Life to Live and Guiding Light and As the World Turns. So it's really more important now than ever that if you're going to post something negative or something nasty towards an actor, which, remember, they have nothing to do with what you see on screen. They're just acting. It isn't their work. It's, it's someone above them. So instead of doing that, why not send a message about something that you like? If you see something that's going to make you get upset, you know what, take a step back, walk away from your computer, do whatever you need to do, and then go back when you're feeling a little more calm or, you know, again, like I said, go somewhere else. Just skip over it completely. Uh, we are, again, as I mentioned, we're still waiting for Nia Peoples to call in and see if we can track her down. Uh, let me check with my engineer here. It's been nearly 30 years since my next guest lit up television screens as Nicole in the series Fame. Since that time, Nia Peoples has notched a number one dance song. She's appeared in numerous featured films. She's made several stops in daytime. She's currently appearing in the primetime series Pretty Little Liars. And I think it's safe to say that everyone remembers her name. Nia, welcome to Soap Central Live. It's my pleasure. <laughs> How are you today? You know what? It's it's cleared up here in Malibu, and that's a lovely thing because it was really foggy and threatening to rain, so it's a good day. <laughs> you know, it was that way here on the East Coast, too. It was foggy this morning. Now it's clear. It, it was really warm, so uh, I guess it was meant to be. We're going to have a, a nice sunny day. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff here with you. So actress, singer, dancer, director, wife, mother, is there anything that you don't do? There's plenty. You know what I figured out I couldn't do, and I figured this one out on fame. I can't spit very well. I can't spit very well. It was a joke on fame because you did an episode where, um, where we had to play softball and I was supposed to spit in my glove to pitch and I couldn't, I couldn't hock it up enough to spit. (laughs) They were laughing at me. Now, all these funny stuff I can't do. I just happen to pick the things that I do do well and that's what gets to be seen. So. Is it difficult? 
Is it difficult when there's a whole lot of things that you like to do, and in your case, a lot of things that you do well? Is it sometimes difficult to focus on just one aspect at a time? You know, this is it's, that's a really interesting question because now at uh, at fifty, I'm you know, I, I turned fifty in December. And you I refuse kind of get to believe that. Just so you know, <laughs> I refuse to believe it's that. It's hard to believe, but you kind of get to this place where you start thinking. What do I want in, for the rest of my life? You know, and so one of the things that that I was really looking at is what am I focusing on here? What really turns me on? What do I want to do? And the truth of the matter is, and it's taken a lot of digging to come to this, is that I love achieving, and I love excelling at things that I do, and I love expressing myself physically. So when I was given something to do, I was very happy because then I could completely focus on whatever it was that was handed to me. But when, you, when you've when you been around for 30 years doing the same thing, you've kind of learned an awful lot. And so focusing on the same old thing can be not challenging anymore. And so you have to take a look at who you've become and be willing to let go of the things that you were in order to continue evolving into what you're going to be. And that can be a little bit frightening, but it's the only thing, the thought of that is what excites me. So the thought of what is coming down the pike is what excites me. And it may not have anything to do with what I've done for the last 30 years. Something that I found in doing what I've been doing, I've been doing the same thing for 17 years now, is that not everybody is as willing to share what they've learned as we would think. Uh, it, it always surprises me when, when you find someone who's doing something well and they don't want to sort of share their expertise or pass it along. What are some of the things that you have learned along the way that you feel are so important for others to know? Are you talking on a professional level or on a personal level? Maybe just the sort of life experiences. You know, I really... Life has to be forgiving. I mean, of other people and of yourself. And I think being honest with who you are and that you are capable of making mistakes and that you are in fact going to is a great place to start because it takes the zing out of anything someone might throw at you. And it allows mm. you to be good at what you're doing because you can you can draw from within and you can make a mistake and then you can kind of allow it to be and then allow the next great thing to come forth. And that really in involves embracing who you are most authentically and allowing it to come forth. And life, the whole journey in life is about that. And I think also, you know, life happens to you a lot of times. There are things that are completely out of your control. I had a house fire a few years ago. My father died of cancer. There were some really big things that happened to me, and they were completely out of my control. But the one thing I did have control of was how I responded to it. That is where my power lies, in how I respond hmm. to the things that are and to the things that are coming to me. That's that's freedom of choice lies in that, and that is the most powerful thing. So those are really important things for people to remember. We have someone on the line who would like to speak to you. We have Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. Hi, Lindsay. Um, I, I watched, I wa I'm a bit of a fan of yours since Walker. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, my 
my question is if you had any upcoming appearances on any other shows. Not right now, no. Um, I'm on Pretty Little Liars right now. I'm looking for something, you know, that's more of a challenge for me in terms of a character. I love working on the show because the people are fantastic. They really are fantastic. And, and, and having done this for 30 years, I'll say it's not easy to come across a cast and a crew and leaders that are so fabulous because there's always some kind of infighting going on and it can be a real drag to be on a set 12, 15 hours a day with people. But these guys are great. So I love that, but the role itself is not quite challenging enough for me. So I'm looking for something else. I don't know what it's going to be. I do know that I love Elements of Life, which is this whole other um, thing that I've created um, about women's empowerment and learning to love ourselves. And I think in there, I'm sort of marrying the media aspect of what I do to the expression of the philosophy of how I live my life. So that's a long way to say nothing that you would be aware of. Oh, wait, that's not true. There's something coming out. I forgot. <laughs> wait, there's a Wolfman project, a universal movie that's coming out um, Halloween of next year. There you go. That's the only thing that's, that's coming out as far as I know. Thanks for your call, Lindsay. Now, Nia, you were talking about elements of life. There's something that I was looking at the page and some really staggering facts, but I think that everyone out there knows that we see uh, a lot of pressure in the media for women and girls to be a certain size or shape. We hear about, you know, 20-somethings that are now getting Botox and plastic surgery because they want them to look younger. Uh, you know, what? how do you combat that when, when you're constantly being told you need to have something done, you need to look younger? You know, what do one of women to think? Well, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of bad information out there, and there's a lot of expectations thrown at women that and young girls now that are just they're just not realistic. The things that we see, you know, the pictures you see of me, I don't look like that every day. And I, you know, I would love to do a thing where I do a photo session and move the light around so that you can see how severely how I look changes just by moving a light. And then there's Photoshop and there's all this stuff going on. And what's happening is women are spending a ton of money trying to achieve something that is absolutely unachievable. It's costing them a fortune. And the, the greatest thing that it's costing them is their self-esteem. Because what women need to understand is that their greatest selves are coming from within. You know, the most beautiful they can be is very unique. I, you know, I'm, some people would consider me beautiful, but I compare myself to Cindy Crawford and go, oh, I'm a troll, you know, so there's always, there's always something else. And if I spent my life trying to be Cindy Crawford, you know, I may as well go jump off a bridge. I would be so unhappy with myself, but I'm uniquely Mia. I have a crooked smile. I have short, stocky Arnold Schwarzenegger legs and they're powerful and they carry me around. That's who I am. And so I really encourage women to understand that the thing that people are really most attracted to is when someone fully embraces who they are and allows it to come forth because you're the only one that has that unique light to bring forth. And if you don't bring it, nobody else is going to bring it. And so it really has to do with accepting who you are and growing it and giving it the best chance to shine. That's what beauty really is. And the shame of it is when I started doing looking up all these statistics on how much money people spend on things, um, there was some kind of a, let's see, one of the statistics was that there's $43 billion spent 
here in the United States on skincare, but 2% of the women consider themselves beautiful. What does that tell you? Wow. It's not working. It's not working. It's not making us feel better. Now, I'm not saying to heck with good exercise, to heck with good nutrition, to heck with good skincare, because all those little things matter from the outside. But the, but the greatest thing is really respecting who you are. I have different skin than someone else has. You know, my daughter has acne. I never had acne. That doesn't make her less beautiful than I am. It means that she needs a different product than I need. And thank goodness for product, you know. Hmm. So we need to educate ourselves in regard to that. But ultimately, that's not, even if she had totally clear skin, that's not what would make her happy. It's a combination of things, and it begins with what's inside. And you're going to be doing one of these sort of educations on March 28th. You're having a teleclass. It's called More Than Skin Deep. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how the folks out there can be part of it? Yes, the, the teleclass, you can go to globalteleclass.com or you can go to my website, miaselementoflife.com, and on the homepage it tells you how to sign up. It's free. And what it is really is a presentation about the importance of, of real, genuine beauty and the cost of what today's standards of beauty, the real costs are. So that's the title of it. It's more than skin deep, and it's the need for a holistic approach to beauty because, as I said, you know, I've had women asking me, for 30 years, how do you do it? You know, they want women want to know everything because we're in charge of everything. They want to know, you know, how do you keep your house green? How do you manage a career and your kids? How do you keep your skin so young looking? How do you stay in shape? They want to know all of these things, but beauty was always one of the things they asked, beauty and, and health and how to stay young and how to stay fit. And I really, it, but it all comes under the heading of beauty and what, we need to understand is that you have to pay attention to many aspects of it in order for you to be the most beautiful you can be. And like I say, in a sense, in a deeper sense, the most beautiful you've ever been, regardless of what your age is. And that's what the teleclass is about. And what you do is you go online and you sign up, and then they send you the information on how you access the class. So it's funny, I don't really like calling it a class. I'm really just talking about it. I'm reading some statistics, I'm giving some anecdotes and some quotes and and some encouraging ideas, and then I'm going to open up the phone lines for anyone who has questions. So um, that lasts 45 minutes, yeah. yeah. We absolutely love that aspect of it. Now, we're unfortunately, we're almost at the end of the show. We have about three minutes. Something that I want to make sure that folks know, too, who are listening, is this isn't just... For women per se, this is also for men who have women's, women in their lives, uh, a wife, a daughter, that I'm sure they can probably tune in and learn some things as well. Absolutely. And the truth is that, that beauty is the door, but the, but the deeper message is for everyone um, because it's about your inner beauty and it's about being secure with who you are and really embracing and loving who you are most uniquely and most authentically. So it really can be for men as well. I chose the, the, the aspect, the window of beauty, because I knew a, a lot of young girls needed to hear this. So, guys, if you don't feel like tuning in because you got your, your poop in a scoop and you're good to go, if you've got a daughter, a niece, a wife, a girlfriend that you feel might benefit from the class, have them sign up and come on. Well, Nia, I want to thank you so much for dropping by today. And, of course, everybody out there, you can go to niaselementsoflife.com. If you've missed it or can't remember that, don't worry. We will send the link on Twitter. Nia, thank you so much for dropping by. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. 
All right, everybody, we are unfortunately out of time for today's show. Of course, I want to thank my guests from today, General Hospital's Jen Lilly. General Hospital airs weekdays on ABC. You can also look for Nia Peoples on ABC Family series, Pretty Little Liars. I think the new season kicks off on June 5th. If you've missed any of the links mentioned during today's show, as I mentioned, we'll be posting them on the Twitter feed at Soap Central Live and also on the Soap Central Live show page at SoapCentral.com slash radio. And while you're there, you can check out more than 110 episodes of Soap Central Live that are archived. They're there for your listening enjoyment. You can stream them. You can download them to your computer, your phone, your MP3 player, your multimedia device, anything that can hook up to the Internet. It's totally free to do so. I want to thank everybody out there for listening and for supporting SoapCentral.com over the past 17 years. Your support means everything to me. And that's why I promise that I'll be back here again next week, next Friday. It's the same time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for another edition of Soap Central Live. Have a great weekend, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.